I feel like if you can go into it really hoping to connect with like-minded people or hoping to connect people in any type of way, it's going to be so much better than you could ever imagine because there are people that are into everything. Even if you think it's weird and you feel alone, I promise you, you're not. And most people all feel alone and they don't even talk about feeling alone. So like, even if you just share how you're feeling, you'll find someone else that's feeling just like you. Welcome back to the show. I'm so excited about my guest today. Have you ever found someone on social media and you're like, I love everything about you. I love your face. I love your curly hair. I love your wild outfits. I love how you show up. I freaking love your energy. That is this woman for me, Anna Grace Newell. She is a former celebrity stylist turned energy reader and spirituality podcaster. She has been a digital content creator since 2015, and her content pivoted tremendously after a near-death experience. And on the show today, we share so much in common, and I had no idea. It was like we were in this conversation, and I was just having like these moments of how on earth could our path have been so similar? We both share some really incredible moments in life that I don't typically share. Things from our past that maybe you would absolutely want to wish away or not wish on anyone, but they have paved the way for who we are today. So she is the host of AG University Podcast, which immediately ranked number one in spirituality on Apple Podcasts upon launch in 2022. And if you guys are craving a little bit more spirituality in your life, I love how she does it. She's so approachable and just so real and so raw that it feels like a conversation that you're invited into and it doesn't matter who you are, even if you're just curious or dabbling or whatever that looks like. So you guys, let's get into the show. Anna Grace, I am so excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Lori, I'm honored to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm just, I'm so excited. Okay, Anna, you're like that person. I have no idea, you guys, I could this, I could be saying something right now where it's like the guy who's afraid to say something and I'm about to get rejected. So you can take <laughs> it for me. But I literally am like, I have a few people online that when I've talked to them, I'm like, I just feel the same energy and it feels like I, I knew you forever. And I was like, do I actually know her or are we just Instagram friends? No. So I got that energy from you and I was like, this is so bizarre. I don't get it all the time, but I'm like, I call it girlfriend energy where I actually think we were girlfriends in another life or something. <laughs> That's the best compliment I've ever gotten in my whole entire life. Thank you so much. And also just to validate that feeling right before we got on, I was recording on my story and I was like, I'm about to record with Lori Harder. She's my friend. We actually haven't met, but she feels like a kindred spirit. And I just said that right before we got on. So. Okay. I could go check now, but I take your word for it. <laughs> like, I did like, not see there. that, you guys. I set myself up for possible rejection. It was worth it. It was worth it. It was so worth it. It was so received. I like girlfriends in a past life. I'm yep. going with that. That is so... Girlfriends in a past... That's a good name for a podcast. That is a good name for... That's a really... 
Someone should take that and run with that. <laughs> somebody, somebody take that now. I'm really excited to have you on because I actually feel like we connected when you were in a, a different phase of your life, but yeah. you feel very much the same throughout this next phase, but also everything around you, I feel like has absolutely transformed as well, which has been so much fun to watch. Even from a distance, I'm like, what is she up to? This is so awesome. Oh my God, I'm totally into this too. So if you guys don't know, I want you to share a little bit of your story and just talking about what you were doing to what you are doing now. And the reason I want her to tell the story, you guys, is because while she's talking, I know that you can find yourself in either something from the past where you have transitioned or evolved or gone into something that you felt nervous about or scared of or had like a big life incident that has really completely changed you and you don't know how to get it out to the world. So we're going to talk all about that part of you that either dies or can't come with you or this new part of you that emerges. That's what we're going to chat about today. So tell us a little bit about your story. Yes. Okay. So I will try to give you guys the most concise version because there is a lot going on here, but essentially I graduated from college, did the whole, what am I to do? But my whole life loved fashion, was super creative, was just always a little different with not wanting to go a traditional path. And I ended up in Nashville, wardrobe styling, and I was doing all kinds of crazy things like reality TV and super eclectic, wild, fun, crazy photo shoots and working with celebrities. And it was so, it was just like, it was the fast life, but it was awesome. And that was how I really built this big following on social media. And really it was styling was my passion that got me there. But now that I'm on the other side, I realized how much like intuition and energy and all that is intertwined with like fashion and art and creative. So if you're creative, like this story really is for, for you, but I was not awakened to that side of myself yet. I was actually, I tell people kind of, I'm embarrassed to say it, but I was really like an atheist at this point in my life. I had no belief system. I had no real, like I always knew I was here to do something big. And I always felt like I love to be seen in a way of like showing my art, but I didn't really understand like, oh, we all have a purpose. We're all here for a reason. I grew up in a very strict religious background and it was so strict. It turned me off. And then I felt very lost and disconnected. This was up until I was like 25. So I was like a zero Lori. I had no spirituality. I didn't even know the word spirituality. Never heard How did that feel? Did you ever feel like lost, empty, scared, any of the following at all? Or I always was seeking depth. Like I always was looking for something deeper, whether it was in connections or like relationships and growing up coming from a stricter religious background, you know, hearing about God and Jesus and all these things I always wanted. Like, I was like, that sounds like I want to believe in something. I really did. But it was like, I'm such a, I've got to see to believe type person. I think there are a lot of people like that. And unfortunately I did see to believe. (laughs) So that's kind of where the story gets a little crazy is so I'm a zero, you guys. I, I so much even tell people that I used to kind of like make fun of people who were like me now that were into energy or spirituality or like went and saw mediums. I thought all that stuff was a bunch of hoopla, wackadoodle dandy time. Like I was like, I don't (laughs) even know. Can't relate. And so I was kind of a hater. And so I joke that I walked around just asking to get like struck by lightning. So I'm like, oh, that stuff's not real. So I was someone, like I said, highly creative and you know, what doctors maybe said ADHD or ADD, all, put all those labels on me where at this point in my life, I don't think that there's anything wrong with me. I think mm-hmm. that the way I create is how I was designed to create, but I got really mixed up in that taking a lots of Adderall and Vyvanse. And then it created a lot of super unhealthy habits in my life, like, you know, drinking to 
come down at the evening and being in this wild entertainment scene, it really just got me into a lot of really negative situations, behaviors, 10 years of taking Adderall, Vyvanse, being sleep deprived. Mm -hmm. That comes with like not eating, drinking a coffee and taking a Vyvanse and calling it a day, you know? So I really got myself into a super dangerous position. And I just want to say disclaimer, if anyone's taking any medication and it works for you, amazing. Mm -hmm. I was abusing it and I totally knew it. So there is a difference there. And I was boarding a flight. I was flying to LA. I was going to an event and I was super excited about it. It was a big deal. All I could think about that week, of course, was like drinking coffee, like working out, not eating, but that, you know, doing all of the, the toxic kind of fashion diet, everything into one little present, if you will. And I get on a plane, I, I fall asleep, I take a little nap, I wake up and I am head to toe sweats. My shins are sweating. My arms are oh my sweating. God. Everything like my, everything's sweating. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I had this feeling and it was a super like a 6am flight. So everyone on the flight was asleep. And I had an acquaintance that was like a few people over, but that was it. So I wake up this man beside me and I'm like, something is so wrong. I need you to get help right now. Like I am like, something's wrong. And I remember if I, this sweet old man, who I just like, help me. Like, you know, when you're just so panicked, you're like, yes. oh and you don't know anyone around you and you're on a plane. I was on a plane. Oh God. Oh my gosh. So you don't want to tell the story. My armpits start sweating, just talking about it. But uh, so I, he calls the flight attendant and I just remembered thinking I was about to like leap out of my body. Like the feeling of like, you're about to like projectile vomit, you know, those like urgent moments where you're yes. like, something is about to happen. And I remember the flight attendant comes like trying to hand me like a cup of orange juice. I'm like, we are so past orange juice. <laughs> we are beyond sugar, my friend. <laughs> we are like so beyond orange juice. So when I just remembered like my hearing was gone, my vision was gone. <gasps> oh my God. Yeah. And I went, went unconscious from there. And what probably in this reality was about 10 seconds felt like, I don't know how long, but I was just, it was like, I was just sucked out of my body. And I always tell people I've heard of other people sharing like near death experiences. I wasn't like taken to the gates of heaven. It wasn't anything like that. It was just, I was literally over my body. And it was the first time that I had gotten all this information and like looked at my, the person that I am right now, this human body and was like, oh my gosh, like I have done this to myself. Like no one did this to me. Like I put myself in this situation to where I am like, I am out of my body. And I remember going from terrified to so calm and calm. euphoric and feeling this omnipresent feeling of love. And I realized in that moment, that was what people were always trying to describe, whether it was religion, whether it was anything, call, call it God, whatever word feels good to you, universe. I felt it. And I remember being like, I don't want to go back there. I don't want to go back to her. Oh my gosh. It's so like, hard to be her and oh I don't want to go back and so in this process it was the first time that I saw these two like angels they were mm. these super super beautiful it's almost like this motion I'm doing with my hand this like jellyfish or white light and I was just receiving so much information and I know for you guys listening who maybe aren't as spiritual this sounds crazy and it sounded crazy to me too okay <laughs> But it was what I needed in order to, I was going to die. At that point, when I came back into my human body, doctor said I'd had a mild heart attack at the age of 25. Oh my God. But in this experience, I received a ton of information as to really what I was here to do. I knew that I was going to be fine. I knew that I had to get off all of the 
pills, medication, drugs, drinking all of the the fast life that had to go. And I learned about the Akashic Records. And also I saw, this was probably the coolest part. The two things that I always love to tell people is that one, no one ever dies alone. No one ever dies alone. There are so many people that lost a loved one in COVID. They were alone or they were in a room and their family members couldn't get to them. And that was one thing that I saw. There is always an angel or a loved one or someone that greets us no matter what, no matter who you are, no matter where you are. We never go alone. And it's the most beautiful experience. (laughs) And also I saw this grid that connected our planet. And it was like how, it was like if um, all of us were a tree or there was a tree and all of us were leaves on a tree. Like we were all super connected. And so I, it, it was this realization of, you know, if you wish ill on someone else, you're really wishing ill on yourself. It was like how we were so energetically mm-hmm. tied. So it was, there was just a, a lot of just kind of images that I saw like that, that were just so, I was so, you know, coming back into, so like I said, come back into my body. I awakened back up. What is this like 10, 20 seconds where I was unconscious? I have this hugely profound life altering experience where it was just shown there was such a bigger picture. And I was living in this small, small self-centered, you know, world that I think a lot of us at some point have lived in and coming back in was like, Oh my gosh, like what happened? You know, what was that? That was just so wild, but also I was kind of obsessed with wanting to connect and open my spiritual gifts and almost sort of like get back to that euphoric feeling of this, mm-hmm. like this all loving God presence that I experienced. Yeah. So like your reality doesn't fit anymore and you have to go back and face it at that moment. Yes, yeah. Yes. And with, with the hard pill to swallow that like, Anna Grace, you did this sister. <laughs> Like mm-hmm. you got yourself into, you know, a terrible health situation, lots of bad habits. Like I just had such, my eyes were open to so many things of really just how I got myself into this position and how I had always felt this call from when I was super little. Like when I was eight, I told my dad, like, dad, I'm going to, I'm going to do big things. I'm going to help people. And like, I'm going to, I'm always going to take care of you. And my dad's like, you're in second grade. What are you talking about? You know? <laughs> but I was always like very prophetic like that at a young yeah. age. So when I came back into my body, nothing in my life made sense. It was like, I was totally like, I feel like for a month, I was like, how do I even, how do I even tell people? And that was the thing. I was so not spiritual before. I was almost embarrassed to tell people because I'm like, no one's going to believe me. I sound like a crazy person because at one point I would have thought someone telling me this story was crazy person. So that was kind of a part of, I think my lesson with being able to connect to people that have all different belief systems because I've totally been there where I believed in nothing. And now I have a lot of things that I believe in, but it's almost like I stayed kind of in like one foot in one foot out where now the work that I do is a lot of mediumship. It's a lot of Akashic records. It's a lot of, you know, that clairvoyant energy work. I do a lot of helping people basically free them from limiting beliefs and kind of looking in and reading their energy and seeing like what's holding them back and helping them move forward. And also just helping people connect to their intuition. that's like truly what I'm here to do, like Mm. learning from that experience. So yeah, going from being a crazy wild party girl to energy, (laughs) energy Mm -hmm. extraordinaire. It was, it was jarring for my family, for my friends, for everyone. It was a complete 
180. This is why we feel this way about each other. I don't know if you know my story, but literally I'm from a very religious background. Okay. I got kidnapped in Mexico. I had a near-death experience. God spoke to me, or at least that's what I felt like. And it was like, you're going to be okay. My life totally changed after that. And I was like such a hardcore party girl before that. So I'm like, oh, hi. Hi, me. Hi. This is making a lot of sense now. Yeah. I didn't know that you also had a near-death experience. Wow. It was crazy. It was literally while I was being physically beaten, a voice was like, you're fine. And I felt so calm. And it was like, you're going to be just fine. Now, how did I know that? I was in the jungle in someone's taxi cab for eight hours. I did not know that, but I knew it. It was crazy. Yes. And it was so calm. It was the calmest I've ever felt in my entire life. And it was just like God speaking through me to say things, to make him take me back. It was like, those were not words that I was remotely saying. So I fully understand, like, I'm so in awe of those moments. And for people listening, like, you don't have to have these moments in order to evolve or get to the person that that you want to be. I think that they can even come in these smaller, smaller moments of life where this is a good question for you. So we can, we can talk about this one. I love hearing that. And I love that moment of just like, oh my gosh, there's this awakening of there's so much more because imagine if we were still on those two paths, like I actually can't imagine where would you even be right now? I don't know. Like probably (laughs) dead. (laughs) Yeah. Seriously. That's exactly how I feel. I was like, that was not a good path. In fact, two of the people at the time who I knew who were in that friend group are unfortunately passed away from drugs. So it was, it's very, my, your reality is right in front of you. And it's like, I feel like for anybody listening, who's on a path that is feeling really empty, I think there's other choices that we can make. So how about for someone who's like, well, I haven't had a near death experience. I know what I want to do. How do you feel like they can go kind of seek something that can help them turn the ship? So you're saying for someone that does know what they want to do, or they do not know what they want to do? For someone who is just in a situation that they don't love, but they know that there's more for them, but maybe they don't even know what that is yet. Because I love your stories about like, I wasn't even sure what this next thing was going to look like, but here's how it kind of started. I think a good place to start for me personally, I could give a couple of like specific resources, but I really did some... If you have a primary caregiver or a family member or someone in your life, after I went down this crazy experience, I remember calling my parents. I did, I had someone do my human design chart, like a human design profile or like take an Enneagram test or like take some type of like profile test, have someone ask some questions about you. Like that was another good place because after I did the human design test, if that resonates with you, amazing. But I looked and there was so many similarities with things that I loved to do as a kid, things that I had forgotten. I had gotten so far away with. And that was somewhere that I started when I just felt so lost. Like I was like, what am I even doing? How did I even get here? Like, I want to be that eight-year-old that remembers I'm here to help people and do big things. And so that was the the place I would invite you to start is, is ask yourself, when did I feel a call to something else in my life? Cause it could have been some, sometime when you were so much younger and maybe you've forgotten, maybe you told a parent, maybe it was that you wanted to sing and be on stage. Okay. So maybe you're not singing on stage. Maybe you're speaking on stage. Maybe it's just you holding a mic. Maybe it's you with a podcast. There is so much information. If we could just connect with this authentic version of self. And for me, it was just kind of going back and asking my family, like, what did I like to do as a kid? What did I talk about? What were my daydreams? Like, what did I like to eat? What did I like to do? So that's one cool place that I think everybody can 
connect with at some point they had some vision and and like i said even if your vision is something so far out there like you wanted to be an astronaut or something okay that's okay maybe you don't have to be an astronaut right now but ask yourself what qualities did an astronaut have that I was drawn to? You know, what was it that I was connecting to? Because our little inner child wisdom, I feel like our whole purpose here is to get back to that wisdom. Mm -hmm. So if you can just start with like a couple of questions, maybe asking a sibling, a friend, a journal, anything that could kind of connect you when you're in this like authentic space and really say, what were these characteristics? Who did I want to be? And, and why were those things that I was drawn to? That's just a really good place for anyone to start that you don't have to, you know, meditate and connect with your higher self and do all the things. Cause I do feel at some point it gets a little overwhelming, but that was a place that I started was like, I was like, I really want to get to know who I am. Mm-hmm. And I liked doing tests that asked me questions. It's also why people, you know, maybe are drawn to talk therapy. It's like really having people ask you questions. Cause you're like, huh, never thought about that. That's why journaling is so great. It's really just getting in this practice of asking myself questions because we really do have all the answers inside of us. But even, even now today, I mean, I feel so aligned to my purpose and I feel so in touch with myself, but every once in a while, someone will ask me a question and I'm like, damn, I never thought about that before, you know? Totally. So getting in this practice of asking questions about yourself, whether whatever modality it takes, a personality test, talk therapy, asking your parents for what it was that you were initially drawn to or lit up as a kid, just really good places to get back to the foundation of who you are. Because then once you have that foundation and kind of that base built, then you can go, okay, this is something, this is a career. This is something, a small micro step. You know, I see myself on stage with a microphone. Could I, you know, record a podcast or could I do something that's in that same vein? At least puts you in this category of like, oh, that's, that's right. That's who I wanted to be. I remember having those visions and like, what's one little tiny micro step I could take, even if it's just reading a book about someone who's done something similar, that's an amazing place to start. Mm, I love that answer because it, it has truly been for me in those moments of joy or moving my body that I have gotten, like you hear your intuition, whatever you want to call it. It's some people hear a voice, some people just get a feeling, some people get the thought that flashes. And that's kind of been the like guiding light for me is going, if I'm not hearing that voice anymore, how can I get back into the joy of what makes me happy? Because when I'm happy, I start to get those messages of like, and some of them aren't like, oh, this is prophetic. Here's what you should do next. Or here's this voice. Some are just like, that seems interesting. Oh, I like that. That seems fun. There are these little tiny like curiosities of, oh, wouldn't that be cool if that's how it comes across for me a lot. It's not this loud roar. Like we get those once in a great while, but I think those are few and far between. And we get like a lot of those little, hey, what about this? So for you, when you had that experience and then you go back to this reality, for me, I didn't like that took so long for me to figure out how to make my life like right. something that I felt like matched how I was feeling internally. So I went back to the most ginormous shit show that lasted for quite a few years. And I mean, even I would even say five to seven years of trying to like make it all kind of work in a place where I'm like, oh, this is me. But it was these micro things that you had mentioned along the way. So for you, what did that transition look like? How did you start to like introduce this version that you were still even discovering to people because you were out there, you were online. So it's kind of like you, you kind of had to still show up. Yes. So I did. I, and also just to echo what you were saying about those moments, I always tell people like, look for those moments where 
you lose track of time, you know, even if it's just whatever you're doing, if you, if you're like, wow, I can't believe like time's flown by, even if you're like swimming in the pool, whatever those moments. And also just like following curiosity, like anything that you're curious, that to me is kind of an unspoken nudge. Like, oh, I'm curious about that. Follow it because you never know who you're going to meet, where you're going to go, what you're going to learn. It could be something so insignificant that could change your life. So Mm -hmm. never dismiss a curiosity just to like, go off of what you were saying. And then, okay. So integrating back into my life was quite confusing because I was just living the the good old, like owl wild, crazy. I always love to dress super fun and like bold. And, and I do believe at its core, that's always who I've been. I've always just been someone who's loved to really express myself in really creative, fun ways. Like I've just never cared if I look like the craziest person in the room wearing like a feather boa, I just think it's fun and funny. Like I've never, if people are like, what is that girl wearing? I'm like, you know, whatever. Like it's, right. it's just, it's just always roll right off of me. So that's, that's definitely been a big part of who I was. And it just, it was unfortunate that it just got so wrapped up with like actually partying because I think I've also just had like a big personality. So it didn't just all change overnight. Like you said, it took, it's, that was the 25 to 26 year range and I'm 29. I'm going to be 30 in a month. Be 30. Woo woo. And yep. It yeah. just gets better. Just I gets know. Better. Oh, and I'm so excited. Like actually just this past May celebrated my first one year of total sober of everything, wow. everything, everything. Awesome. Yeah. And so that's felt really good, but it took me three years to get here. So that's where I tell everyone, like it's taken years, but I did, I I'd actually, one of my favorite resources, the first book that I read that really sort of gave me some vocabulary. Cause remember I didn't have any vocabulary for the experience that I had. I, I couldn't even really, I saw it. I experienced it. I felt it, but I couldn't even articulate to anyone what the hell had happened to me. Right. Even my, my family, cause they were not particularly spiritual. Now they're super open and receptive, but sometimes they're like, you're kind of losing me. (laughs) You know, I don't know all the time exactly what you're talking about, but okay. They're like Akashic records. What? So (laughs) I read the book, the universe has your back by Gabby Bernstein. Have you read that book? Yes. Yes. It's, it's like a classic. You're just getting, you know, maybe interested in spirituality. If someone listening hasn't read it, it's a great book, but I read that book and it really got me into this, like, oh, we create our reality because I realized almost all of my life, I had walked around with such victim mentality energy. Like I was always, I would say on the outside, I was a positive person, but on the inside, I had this horrific negative inner self-talk, inner dialogue was horrible. And I did not realize how much that truly is creating this experience around us. Hey y'all, I'm so excited to share with you that this podcast, Earn Your Happy, is now a part of the Growth Day Podcast Network. Truly, this is like one of the most exciting things that has ever happened to me. I'm telling you, I no longer feel like I'm doing this alone. And I actually get to collaborate with the people who host the podcast that I'm obsessed with, like that I have been listening to myself, who inspired me to start a podcast, who have taught me about how to go and do the thing, like the original people who got me motivated through listening to their podcasts. You guys, a bunch of us are coming together to bring more growth to the world and to support shows and brands that we believe in. And one of my friends are also on this network and I'd love for you to go subscribe to their show. You guys, I just had Danielle Canty on of the Boss Babe podcast. She co-hosts it with her other amazing co-host and one of my friends, Natalie Ellis. You guys, you can go check out that podcast on mine. It's episode 925 and Danielle and I talk all about burnout and how that could be showing up 
up in your life and most importantly, how to prevent it. But I want to tell you, if you have not gone and checked out the Boss Babe podcast yet, go subscribe because it is one of the largest online communities for ambitious women and female entrepreneurs. And I know that if you're listening to the show, chances are that's probably you. You guys, they have 3.6 million followers and 380,000 subscribers. The Boss Babe podcast is the place where they share real behind the scenes of building successful businesses, achieving peak performance, and learning how to balance it all. Most of all, you guys, truly, these women are in my life. Danielle and Natalie are people that I text on a weekly, monthly basis when I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel stuck. What should I do? I tune into their podcast, you guys, to learn. Even though they're my friends, I am still like crazy obsessed with this podcast because I learn something new every single time I listen. It makes me be a better podcaster. It makes me be a better businesswoman. It just makes me be better and more confident out in the world because they're so real and raw. And I can tell you that in the moments where I have had horrible days, down days, I've either gone and listened to this podcast or I've texted them because these are the people who truly get it. You want to listen to the people who are walking in the same footsteps that you are. You guys, go check out the boss babe podcast you're not going to be sorry and it's just gonna like make you way smarter and you're gonna have way more fun so go check it out so that was one of the biggest things for me was i read that book i got some vocabulary on spirituality i cleaned up my inner self-talk because my inner self-talk was just out of whack it was out of control then i decided obviously i needed to stop taking all the medication that i was on it was just super over prescribed and it was honestly it was unnecessary. I am thriving. I am well. If someone listening feels like they are so dependent on taking medication, but you want to get off, I promise you there is another way. So do you feel like our generation was just so heavily prescribed with Adderall and Vyvanse? And I'm like, maybe I was just really creative. <laughs> maybe I didn't really need all of that. So I did, I got, I started working with a trainer just to get like, I didn't even have eating habits. I was 26 years old. And I didn't even know, I didn't even eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I was just you know, so a couple of places was just, I focused on my health and nutrition, cleaning up my inner self-talk and really just checking myself there. And then from there, it was, it was just kind of this like following one person would introduce me to a new concept. I got really into podcasts. I listened to your podcast a lot. I just, I listened to, um, to be magnetic. It's another great one. But the thing that really cracked me open was I started having these dreams and this was, I had been taking so much medication that I really felt like for me personally, it dulled me, my senses. Like I was just super like turned off and dull and didn't, I'm so social and friendly in my true self. But in that stage, I was just very focused and it just wasn't really who I was. So anyways, it was like, once I got off of that, it was like, I was being fire hosed with information Mm -hmm. and creativity and messages. And also it had this crazy near death experience. And so I started having dreams that were coming true. And I'm like, this is so weird. These dreams are so wild and so crazy. So I'm working on set. And I remember at the time it was a super famous country music artist in Nashville. They're like, oh, you should go see this guy that this artist goes and sees. He does some type of energy work. It sounds like you should go see him. And I was like, oh, well, all these celebrities are doing it. And here, like, I want to go meet this guy. But, you know, my whole life I've been very turned, like told that stuff was bad and no, 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 whatever. So anyways, I go see this man. He's like a psychic medium famous dude in Nashville. Like his wait list is like 12 months long, you know, something crazy like that. Yeah. 
But I sit down and he's like, I'm, I just kept telling him like, I'm so interested. And he's like, right. So you don't actually need a reading. You're actually here to do readings for people. And I was like, what? That's a twist. Yeah. I was like, I mean, he did do a reading for me, but he was like, the reason you're like so interested and so drawn to this, he's like, you don't actually really need like to go. Cause then I like, once I saw one psychic, I went and saw like three. Cause I was like, could this be real? What if they all say this? I'm like trying to do like a science experiment. Right. I'm like, you're like, let me see if this really is true. Cause then all three should know and they should know I'm coming too. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. And honestly, for the most part, they were all pretty spot on. So anyways, he was like, you don't need to go see, you don't need to be doing readings. You need like a business mentor. You need to like get established and doing this type of, this type of work. And so really from there, it was just an evolution of opening up and just really reconnecting with my intuition was where it started because I feel like that's a place where you get so far gone of ignoring yourself, ignoring your gut feelings when you're in these bad situations, like you said, where it's like friends are doing drugs and they're out and all these things. And it's like, your intuition is telling you like, no, I, this, we're not supposed to be here. I don't want to do this. But after I ignored her for so long, it's, it's like a muscle, you know, our intuition is truly a muscle. That's always how I, how I read it and see it. And the more that we allow space to listen or follow those nudges or pings, the stronger it gets. And so from there, it was really just like a kind of a journey of reconnecting with my intuition and then slowly getting into a place where now I do readings for people, which is like my full-time job, which is crazy. Which is amazing, which is why I wanted to have you on here is because of that transition where it's like, okay, to some people, like who you were before online, which I loved that version too. But now you're doing something so opposite that some people could be like, I'm not going to take her serious. This is such a departure. Like now she's the spiritual person who can tell me about my, what I'm doing in my future. So for anybody listening, like you literally are probably, your next evolution probably will not match the current one at all to the point where it's going to shake you and it's going to make you nervous to be out there in the world. I remember going from fitness to personal development. I was like, no, these two aren't aligned. It's like, look at my body. Look how fit I am. Do my workouts to like, let's do a three day. Let me put you through a three day retreat and let's talk about all the things that are holding you back. So I remember that transition was like, how am I going? What is this going to look like? Some people were totally not about it. So let's talk about that for you. Were you nervous at all? Or was it so clear for you that you actually couldn't even live the way that you were anymore? Or how did that transition? I was so terrified. I hid for two years. I didn't tell anyone. (laughs) But you know what? So I'm like, I don't recommend that. But I had to to get my health together. You know, I had to really like get right with myself because I had gone to this place of so scary that I was like, oh my gosh, like I am here. I'm in this body. I got to like, I got to take care of her. Yes. I realized I'm like, oh my gosh, this body is my greatest asset. What am I doing to her? Why? Wow. Mm -hmm. That needed to be, I I believe, a private journey because it was just like starting at the ground ground up. And keep in mind, at this point, I probably had like 50,000 followers. So like I had a social presence. I was full-time content creating and styling. So I needed to do a little bit of inner work myself. Now I was in Nashville this, let's see, last May is when I moved to Florida. And a few months before that, that was really when I started actually, when I was in Nashville, when COVID happened, I stopped styling because obviously like shoots and everything stopped happening. And like, then I pivoted my brand a little bit. So it's like, 
here's how it really does go. And even for you, like when you say going from fitness to personal development, personal growth for us, we think it's so crazy because it's not what everyone in our genre is doing. But I really feel like when you look back, you look and see how perfectly each step is like the perfect stepping stone. And then totally. it makes total sense. So for anyone listening, that's like, this is going to feel so crazy and so wild. I was so terrified. I was all the things. But I think people that followed me, even before they knew anything, I was always this fun, expressive, free-spirited person. By the time when I was transitioning, moving to Florida, I really was like, I just hit this place where I was like I had been sharing a lot of manifestation. That was kind of my sharing a lot of positive content, a lot of positive self-talk. I was sharing meditations. I was like dipping my toe in the water. So kind of sharing what you're doing and not coming from the authoritative place. So for anyone listening, like show the journey, show the journey. Yeah. Love that. Okay. Totally. I tell people the best place to start is just documenting. You don't have to create content. You don't have to say, you know, all of the things, have all the answers. I'll never say I have all the answers. I, every day, I love to learn things new. Like just start documenting where you're at. Cause that's how I did. I'm like, you guys, I just read this book and it totally, you know, blew my mind. I'm really interested in manifestation. And then people will be like, Oh, tell us more. And they're like, Oh, well, and you know, it just, I just documented enough to where I was giving myself these little breadcrumbs to follow. So for anyone that's like, I don't, I feel stuck right now just share something you're curious about. And I promise the feedback that you will get from other people, they're going to be curious too. And there's going to be people that aren't curious, but I promise you there's going to be more people that are. Mm -hmm. And that was my fear was coming from this strict religious background. Oh, are people going to think, you know, just because I do these mediumship and these Akashic records, Akashic records is essentially angel readings for people that haven't heard it. I know it's not a super common word (laughs) term, but just so they know like angel readings that kind of do what for you? So essentially I my like genre of what I do. I think you can do a lot of things. You can do like past life regressions and all kinds of things. But I specifically work with connecting people with their intuition, their soul's purpose, and helping them to see any blind spots or limiting beliefs that are holding them back. Because a lot of times people come to me being like, why am I here? Why am I stuck? What is this lesson that I meant to learn? You know, what, like basically what the heck is this? And I can sit and, you know, give them an unbiased, clear Akashic record is this angel reading. Essentially the day on the plane where I left my body and I saw those angel beings, it's the same energy that I work with to this day doing my readings with people. Mm. So it's kind of like a full circle moment of like, that's the energy that I work with. And it, to me, it feels really productive versus the mediumship, which is where you just, you know, communicate with people who have passed, mm-hmm. which is awesome. And sometimes can be really purposeful, but I like, I want to connect people with their soul's purpose. I want to help them find what lights them up. And a lot of the times I'll tell them things that they're like, oh my gosh, I've always wanted to do that, but I've never told anyone. I've been too Mm -hmm. afraid to ever say that out loud, you know? So it's in there. And if you just share a little breadcrumb, I promise the breadcrumbs will keep coming and they'll come, they'll come faster and people will be curious. And like you said, I was scared, but I also needed to get my my health together and some things Mm -hmm. correct before I just blasted it out on all platforms. When I moved to Florida, I did just that. I ripped the bandaid. I recorded a podcast where I told people the whole near-death experience. I said, this is who I am. I do energy work full-time. I had been secretly seeing clients and I'm done hiding, you know, Mm -hmm. like I don't, I don't need, I was basically saying like, I have, you know, a nice little clientele. I don't, I I was always saying like, oh, I don't need to tell people because I don't need any clients right now, but I was still hiding, you know, and I told people the whole story and you know what? 
Lori, I did not get one negative word. I'm sure there are people that unfollowed me, but there were so many people that were like, I'm not even spiritual. I don't even know half the stuff that you were talking about, but that was, that story was what I needed to hear. Mm. And so I was, you know, for years kicking myself that I've been hiding, didn't want to tell anyone and all the things. And then when I finally came out, everyone was basically tell us more, (laughs) you know, and I had created this worst case scenario that I was going to be shunned and people were going to think I was, you know, weird or, you know, not, maybe they weren't interested in what I was doing. And I'm sure I've lost people, but I've gained more people that are like me Mm -hmm. and people that are interested in what I'm interested in, which is what I'm craving personally Mm -hmm. too. I think that's so beautiful because it's never fun when it's happening, when you're losing people, or sometimes when you get those comments, rarely, whatever it looks like, it's always less than you think it's going to be, no matter what. I feel the same way. Like, I was so worried about talking in in certain ways from stage when I first was like up there talking about this manifestation, God, all the things I was really scared to use certain words. And I'm like, I can't keep hiding how I really feel to the point where it started to feel worse, not being in your truth, way worse, where you all of a sudden get to a place where you're like, I'm willing to handle whatever comes because I'm already in my worst case scenario right now. I feel like I'm handcuffed and I can't be myself. So you're almost ready for that. And I do think that that's why that part that you shared about like going inward is really important for people because I think that's the place where you're kind of building that armor for yourself. And it typically does look like a health journey and a journey to like listen to your intuition because you are making yourself stronger to be able to handle what comes with being yourself. Whether it's, you know, people saying things or whether it's just responsibility, because I know that you can attest to your blessings take a lot of responsibility. Like these gifts are, you have to be really responsible with them. Like you have to show up for them and, you know, people can somewhat rely on you as well. So just talking about moving forward and getting out there even more once you decided that this was going to be like a business, did you start to say, okay, I really want to take this more serious as like a business, as an entrepreneur? What did that journey look like? So I definitely have always been entrepreneurial-esque. It's taken different shapes and, you know, it was styling, it was fashion, it was one way or the other. And before we, yeah, before we got on, right. I was telling, telling Lori that before we started recording that I was like, you know what? I just, it was one of those whispers, like a little, like I should start a podcast. Cause I just moved to a new state. I don't know anyone. Maybe I'll connect totally just following that. Like this could be something good for me. I'm just going to try it out and maybe record a couple episodes and just see how it feels. And that's the thing I always tell people when you're in this phase of kind of dipping your toes in the water, try things. You don't have to commit your whole life. You can pivot. Like you can try things. You can change your mind. It's okay. (laughs) Because I feel a lot of us are like, I have to commit. I have to know exactly what to do. I have to see this through. And it's like, no. And that's why I told myself, I'm going to record four episodes. I'm just going to see if I like it and see how it feels. And then the first episode was my near-death experience. And it went number one on Apple. And I was like, Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, and I think, you know, we've stayed charting in spirituality ever since. And so that's how obviously I knew I was like, so detached from the outcome. And I was like, this is so meant to be. And it brought me so much information and joy. And from there, I was able to just really like connect with people and like understand what they needed and just get a lot of feedback from like, okay, this is what people are needing from me. This is the type of information. Maybe they're not necessarily super spiritual, but this is some things that I can offer some tools that I wish I had had at the start of my journey, because Mm -hmm. ultimately like whatever you're doing right now, whoever's listening, you're serving a past version of yourself. That's 
And that's who we are here to help. Mm. So if, even if you don't really know, maybe you don't know what the people need or you don't know the next steps, ask yourself, what did I need two years ago? Because <laughs> that's mm -hmm. where I, that's where I started with my business. And I created, started just doing some meditations or like some hypnotherapy and I was doing readings and I just really followed one, what I knew this old version of me needed and also, you know, what people were asking. And I just really let it be this super fun community space. I was going into it saying, Hey, I want to make friends with people that are interested in what I'm interested in. And I feel like if you can go into it, really hoping to connect with like-minded people or hoping to connect people in any type of way, it's going to be so much better than you could ever imagine, because there are people that are into everything. Even if you think it's weird and you feel alone, I promise you, you're not. And most people all feel alone and they don't even talk about feeling alone. So like, even if you just share how you're feeling, you'll find someone else that's feeling just like you. Okay. I love this because this kind of turned into something without you really trying. And I, you know, from so many people that I talk to, that's really how they, they have these like accidental businesses. And for anyone listening, who's trying really hard and they're like, I hate you guys. I, know. Really trying. I want to share though, that the magic kind of happens in these moments in the DMS of just like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to try and take on one person and like, let it be okay. And, and like get the feedback and the data and you don't have to launch it with a website. You don't have to launch it with this big thing where you know exactly what you are. You can kind of create these terms with your people. So can you tell me just a little bit about like even what those first messages in the DMs look yeah. like, or when you were talking to people, taking that first person on, what did that look like? How did you collect the money? How'd you oh, ask? Okay. Okay. I like this. Okay. And also I do want to say, I started in social media in 2015. I went full-time on social media in 2019, 2020. And then I launched my podcast November of 2022. So yes, it does feel like the podcast was an overnight success. However, many a years building up these moving parts, but there are still those magic moments where things just hit and they just click. And I actually, the, the first encounter, this was during quarantine with the readings and really connecting with people and saying like, oh, oh crap, this is like really what I'm here to do. And I was kind of like, oh man, how am I going to explain this to people? <laughs> you know, being like, oh, this is like, this is what I'm here to do. So one of my friends, she's the CEO and founder of Blender Bombs. Have you heard of Blender Bombs? Yes. She was someone that was like, I want you to do a reading for me. And I was like, okay, I've only really done them kind of like for like super close friends and like myself, whatever. And I, I did a reading for her. And I just remember we both ended up crying, but like happy tears. Like it just like, I think it just spoke to her soul what she needed to hear. And from then she was like, let me pay. I didn't even know how much to charge. I was like, I mean, okay. And so I did a reading for her. And then keep in mind, I had some of my styling clients who went from me like, being in their closet, putting together some stuff and then them coming to me and being like, I just feel like I want to tell you this. And then I was like, well, you know, I do this energy work. I could do a reading for you. And I'm not kidding, Lori. I did four. I did four and I had a wait list of 60 people within a few weeks. And so it was really people just coming to me being like, I just want to tell you, or, you know, I want to have this conversation or I trust your advice. And that was this kind of start of like, oh, I can actually do readings for people because I didn't even know if I was capable. I really didn't. I was like, could I even do this? I don't even know. Yeah. 
And so from there, I had multiple people just being like, oh, my friend said you did a reading for her. I want to do, I want you to do a reading. So by the time I launched the podcast, I did have a pretty good, but like, it was a very basic structure. People would, we would schedule a calendar link and they just Venmo me some money. It was yep. nothing fancy. Okay? That's how mine looked. <laughs> like there was nothing happening and no, like no assistant working, no, nobody. I just kind of showed up and had a conversation in a zoom. I recorded it and I emailed it to him at the end of the session. And that was yep. it. Boom. So yes. every single thing that I have done has definitely been very bootstrappy boot scooting. We're just, <laughs> that <laughs> is so my story. And that's what people need to hear is they think they have to go and do all of these things. And it's like, set up a Venmo and yes. get some sort of pricing that you feel good with in the beginning until you go, okay, I don't want to show up unless it's for this much. Or if this is going to be a business and replace this income, then I have to work backwards and set this pricing. And, you know, when maybe when you first ask for that price, it's going to be like really scary. Or maybe some people are going to say that's way too much. And then you're also going to find someone who doesn't argue it at all. And yeah. so you have to like find what that is. Real quick, how did you set your prices though? Like how did you, because now do you have a set, set yes. pricing for everything? Okay, now how did you come across that? So, well... I did. I'm like me. I kind of had a little bit of help with like my intuition and, you know, the Akashic records and some of the energy work that I do. So I, I, I did have a little bit of like a intuitive ping, but some of it too was I started doing like tiers. So I would do, okay, this feels comfortable at this price and this time. And then if someone wants, maybe they want a priority reading. So they don't want to wait on my wait list. Okay. Well, if you want to skip the wait list, you can charge this much. And so I felt comfortable saying I'll chart that, you know, we'll double the price if you want to skip my wait list, because yeah. obviously you really want it badly. And then I don't feel like it, it felt energetically aligned to, okay, this is a higher for a priority reading. Yeah. So I started just doing, of course, all of my numbers too were angel numbers because I had to, all my pricings were like yeah. five, 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 seven, 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 you know? So I really just started, I think the first one I did, I, I gave someone a price. It was like $500 for a session and they were just like done, sold. Okay. And so then that kind of became my base. So I was like, okay, well I do readings now and they're, you know, five, five, five was the number. Yep. And then I kind of, then I had so many people that I was like, okay, well, I guess I need to up it a little because I don't know. <laughs> I obviously at some point I can't accommodate everyone. So right. and I offered, I think offering like a priority option is cool too, because you're like, Hey, if, if someone really wants to work with you or someone really wants to do something, you know, and they are happy paying more for a faster, it's just like, if we FedEx something faster, you know, you pay for priority shipping. So that was something that I did too, that just made me feel comfortable raising my price that okay. I love that hack. Oh my God. For anyone listening, if you even, I was just thinking I booked with this girl and her calendar was like a month out. And if I would have had priority booking, because I didn't get to speak with her, I just had to book on a calendar. If I would have had priority booking, I would have paid double. I'm going to tell her that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's, I think it's so great. Like, here's the thing. You don't have to pick one specific price and stick to it or ride or die. Like I, I kind of played with it and I gave a lot of options and I was just like, okay, what's booking. And then there were some people that were like, I want to see you tomorrow. I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, well, that'll be $2,000, you know, or yeah. you know, whatever number. And they're like, not a problem because they had something going on in their life that needed urgent attention. And so I think that you could just, I was just kind of creative and playful. I made them all angel numbers and I gave people lots of options and I just saw what worked and just kind of went yeah. from I love this because if you're, if that was your set time off, then yes, you're going to have to pay more for the time off. And now you also have more bookings. So that's more on you. But you just made me think about like every single, like more of a high end 
workout class, Soul Cycle. You could pay a lot more for their priority, like membership and booking. There's another one that I belong to in Arizona where if you want first dibs on booking and bike, it was way more for that membership. So I love this thought process of like really looking at your tiers of how you charge and like, where is a place that for those people who want that special treatment are willing to pay for it? And how can you add that in? That is a genius takeaway from this. There's so many things. Thank you. Thank you <laughs> yes. so much. Um, so it's welcome. like overnight shipping, right? You're like, yeah. oh, I don't know, but there's people paying it every day. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. Sometimes I it that. really does. It really is pricey, but sometimes you need it. Oh yeah. I'm like, no, I am wearing that dress for double the price. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. You're like, it's fine. I got it. Oh, oh my gosh. Well, I've had so much fun talking to you. And I, I actually super love this topic because for anybody who is afraid to get out there, I actually think this topic is a bit more, and I don't even, I don't even actually think this now, but for people listening, it might feel a little taboo. Like, oh my goodness, that could be an extra scary thing to roll out with, especially when you come from a totally different world. I think anything dealing with God's spirituality is, is a little more nerve wracking because there's a lot of different beliefs out in the world right now that you Mm -hmm. want to be somewhat sensitive. So I love that we talked about this topic too, with it being kind of from, in some people's perspective, maybe one extreme to another. And I think the transition was so beautiful and you're so out there in such a great way, but still so you. That is what I think is so cool is you're still the same person that I got to connect with and follow years ago. Like absolutely feels like the exact same energy, which is also refreshing because no matter what you're going into, you guys, I think that your personality can hold a place within that. It doesn't have to be what it looked like. Like we were talking before this, I was like, I thought I had to wear mala beads. I thought I had to do all the things. Not that you can't, but you can actually take them off as well. So and still be all of the things that you want to be. So is there anything, we want to point some people to your podcast because now I'm sure they're super curious, which I think I'm going to go on your show and do an Akashic reading. Yes. Yes. Okay. Amazing. So let's point them to your show. And then any last words on your heart for anyone? So I'm at Anna Grace Newell on all platforms. And my podcast is AG University, which is a school from the cosmos. And it's really all about connecting you with your intuition. I'm teaching everyone how to connect with themselves. So whether you are spiritual, religious, whatever you are, come as you are, we are speaking the universal language of love. I always say we're speaking energy and we're speaking love. So however that feels for you and however that makes you feel comfortable, there is a space for you. And I would say that something on my heart that I want people to know is that whatever it is that you feel excited about or you feel called to, it was put there for a reason. And you do not have to share that with people Mm -hmm. until you feel that you can just scream it from the rooftops. Like you can protect your dreams a little bit and then you can just come out marching. That's kind of what Mm -hmm. I did. I went inwards. I protected a little bit and then I came out big and bold and strong. And I promise you, if you come out with that confident energy, people are just going to be like, yeah, like she's Mm -hmm. having fun. I'll have what she's having. So just be confident, but also be playful and have fun. It's, it really is supposed to be fun. And sometimes we make it a lot scarier. I made it so much scarier. Lori made it so much scarier than it actually was. And then you're truly going to find your people, which is really what we're all mm-hmm. here to do. And then my last note is if you are here to finding your people, I am doing my first in-person retreat in Costa Rica. It's in February. And I think there's like three spots left. Mm. So, so maybe if someone listening is interested in connecting, doing some intuition work, we would love to have you. Oh, I love Marie. this. And if it's full for any reason, you guys just message her. I'm sure she'll send you some dates for another one. Or you can get on a wait list or a priority list, I bet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Everything's in my bio. 
<laughs> all right. Well, I'm so grateful for you. I'm excited for all the things in the future and to connect again. And you guys go give her a follow on Instagram. Anna Grace, what is your handle? At Anna Grace Newell. At Anna Grace Newell. You guys let her know what your biggest takeaway was. It's always so fun to hear what the takeaways were and who was listening. It's fun to put a face to the name. And until next time, earn your happy. Bye, everyone. Hey, I know if you're listening to this podcast that you have big dreams and big goals. And one of the things that can really stop you is struggling with your marketing. Trust me, I have been there. Are you using 10 different systems just to build your online business? Then I want you to try Kajabi. Kajabi helps you build your web pages, set up funnels, and sell your courses, content, coaching, or communities. You've been hearing me talk a lot about funnels on this podcast and the importance of your email list. You can get a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. I've talked about Kajabi before, but here's something that's super cool and new. They just rolled out an AI assistant for creating your online course curriculum. And this means you just type in a topic that you want to create on a course or webinar and bam, it's just generates a sample outline for you. It takes a ton of the hard work away. Of course, you're going to customize it to be your own, but this really helps you get over the struggle of how in the world to start which is where most people stop. If you're like me, starting is always the hardest part and that's what makes Kajabi so popular. They've made it easier for creators to build web pages, build courses, build coaching programs, build membership sites, build checkout pages, and build email funnels. So if you're struggling with any of those, you gotta go check it out. Go to kajabi.com. Kajabi was really the first all-in-one system and is trusted by over 100,000 creators. I think that's good enough for me. Also as influencers and marketers use this and now their smart ai platform makes it easy to take what you know and turn it into an online course and business go start building with a free trial at kajabi.com that's k-a-j-a-b-i.com hey do you know what the big secret is this year and it shouldn't be a secret because this should be your biggest focus. It is building your community. I am always working on building and nurturing my community and everyone is talking about the power of community. Without an online community, you just cannot grow organically or create a real movement, which is what I know that we're all after. And you can build trust or monetize your audience. When you get community right, not only does your audience grow faster, but so do your sales. But where's everybody gonna be managing their communities these days? And a lot of online entrepreneurs and thought leaders are turning to Circle.so. Circle is an all-in-one community platform. It lets you host content and create discussions, live streams, group chats, and memberships all under your own brand. And what's so cool about Circle.so is that you don't even need a website or Facebook group. Instead, Circle lets you build your own community site where you can host content and manage your members. You can even create locked and unlocked content spaces, groups, and classes. How freaking cool is that? You can put your content behind it 
paywall too. And you can charge different amounts of money for different spaces on your community site. Circle.so is famously easy to use and it has a free 14 day trial for you. So you can go check it out, see if you like it, see if you love all the options. Just go to circle.so. Go check it out right now, you guys. Imagine being able to manage your community, start group chats and live classes and accept payments all in one place. Kind of mind blowing since this is usually spread all over the place. You have to log into so many different things. If this is the year to capture, organize and monetize your community, head over to circle.so. You can get a free trial and start building your online community right now. Just go to circle.so. You guys, you get the 14 day free trial. So just go and see if it's for you. It's going to streamline everything and make your life so much easier. It's so freaking cool.